0: Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined uh, as always here in the studio by my good friends uh, Ronald Martin and Barnabas Piper. Uh, boys, we've got uh, we've got another sponsorless episode today, man. It's there's a little a little hole in my heart, to be honest, a little void in my in my life without sponsorship. I got a little used hole to, in my
1: bank account too.
0: Yeah, man. Exactly. I, I kind of got used to the just the excess of being you know, a, a sponsored podcast host. I walked a little taller. Like, the world looked a little bit brighter to me. So, I don't know, man. This feels strange. I don't know how you guys It's good
1: feel. to go through some of the down because it, it really makes you appreciate the up times. I mean, it's like being an unemployed yeah. actor. You know, it just – it makes that next job that you get just seem – Seem that much more significant, so it's probably good for us. But that doesn't mean we don't want more sponsors. So, listeners, if you run a small business or uh, just want to throw money
0: at us, we're a huge, gigantic, mega company.
1: Yeah, or if you like, say, run run Red Wing boots and wanted to sponsor us, or you know, you have friends in their marketing department or something, uh, (laughs) we we
0: would love to do that. We would love to do that, and we would love to get sponsored again so that we can walk tall, you know, once again and show our faces uh, in public. But boys. Uh, we soldier on on this program. That's just what we do because we're pros, and uh, we've got got three things to talk about as per the ush. And uh, in pipe this first one, uh, this was something that you wrote about wrote about very well. Uh, I might add on World Magazine, and this concerns uh, an incident that happens uh, in the NBA on the uh, on the LA Lakers. But that's really neither here nor there. It's more about. Um, just sort of the secrets that men will keep for one another, uh, kind of referred to as bro code. And uh, what happened was on the Lakers, um, there was a guy who's engaged to a, a, a pretty huge, famous pop star. Uh, apparently, had uh, cheated on her several times, and another guy videotaped his, um, you know, some conversation to to that end, and uh, and let people know about it. And uh, and the and the word was that he had sort of violated the bro code of the locker room so uh boys what do you make of this man is bro code a real thing um was this guy out of line for publicizing um you know maybe something that should have been kept private or uh or was he in the right for doing that so uh boys fire away big r uh what do you think about this
2: oh man i i think we should let piper kind of lead off on this i mean are we talking about does this go back to us being like you know elementary schoolers and and not tattling is it i mean is it akin to that kind of uh kind of uh you know loyalty that we're talking about
1: well it's like it's that combined with like uh with like uh the gangster's mentality of don't snitch like a snitch is the worst thing you can be so like even if even if somebody was your enemy you can respect them for not being a snitch that kind of thing but no the, the thing that so so a little bit of context on this is um this video was was leaked uh, that D'Angelo Russell, this rookie player, filmed of Nick Young talking about his his flings with other women, not his fiance and and the backlash came back against Russell, the guy who took the video. Now he swears he didn't release it. rumor has it an ex girlfriend of his stole the video and released it that's kind of insignificant. But what I've seen on like ESPN and from former players and social media and, and and then the rumors of kind of how things played out in the Lakers locker room is that Russell is the bad guy for releasing the video with almost nothing being said or maybe like a cursory sort of nod to the fact that cheating on somebody's fiance is not a very good thing to do. And so and and that that was the thing that just st- like it stuck in my craw was that there is a betrayal here and it's cheating on somebody. Mm. Posting a video of it is not a betrayal, it's stupid. Like that's a it is an immature dumb thing to do. But we, we you can't just gloss over the fact that like if Nick Young hadn't cheated there wouldn't have been a video to post.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and Fellas, let's just be abundantly clear before we uh before we continue i mean there's nothing funny or or haha at all about uh about adultery and about you know a guy cheating on his fiance. um that being said i will uh i, I think i'm going to play the devil's advocate here a little bit pipe and and just say you know i think we 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 live in this rampant information age right where everything's being videotaped and archived and photographed and and shared all over the place. And, you know, while in no way, absolutely no way do I condone what, uh, what Nick Young was, was up to in terms of uh, his relationships with these women. um, I also think that there should be a little bit of uh, sanctity is the wrong word, but I I don't know. There should, there should be a place where um, these kind of conversations can be had without cameras and without You know, kind of without risk of uh, of leaked information. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I Um, I I agree completely with that. Like, I think. I think two wrongs were done here
1: and yeah. the the wrong that, that Russell, the guy who took the video did, compounded the first one, but it didn't – it wasn't the wrong and then the other thing is fine. I mean and, and I, right. I know that's not what you're saying. I mean so, so the, this whole sort of theme of man code or bro code, the idea that like guys keep each other's secrets and stuff like that. When it's done right, is what you're talking about. It's a context where real conversations can be had with, yeah, um, yeah. with the proper amount of, of, I don't know if secrecy is the right word, but just sort of uh, like in a circle of trust, to quote, uh, meet the parents. You know, so you have, you have guys you can talk to and you know that word's not going to get out. But in an instance like this, I feel like it's, it's the friend's responsibility to say, look, I'm not going to go public with this, but if you don't go tell her, I have to go tell her because there's there's broken trust there. So but but when when this bro code thing becomes something that is basically a cover up for whatever sexual indiscretion somebody wants to have then I mean to me that that looks really bad on guys as a whole because it's like whoa 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 I don't want any part of a of a man code that plays that game. Absolutely.
2: You know, it's kind of a it's weird. It's 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 like a commentary though this is the part that interests me it's a commentary on the fact that it's so much easier for everybody to dive on the guy that snitched than the guy that cheated you know what i mean like so there's something in us there's something in our flesh that wants to back away from condemning the person that um that was that was uh that was snitched that you know that wants to condemn the guy that, that actually didn't do the, the the larger, greater crime, you know we want to back away from that, we want to somehow alleviate you know the harshness of the crime, um, lest we be judges, lest we be too harsh, and let's attack the guy that was just exposing it and it's 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 kind of typical to our human nature to want to do that isn't it It's interesting
0: yeah, it really is man, and I, and I think you know some of this speaks to in in a weird way, maybe people wanting the NBA to be a world where you know these guys can just sort of travel about and have sex with whoever they want, and I mean th- this has always sort of been you know the undercurrent of the NBA dating all the way back to Will Chamberlain and probably beforehand, and people have always sort of read and been titillated by these stories, and and you know a- again now that we're Confronted with it almost every day via you know, social media and these stories breaking a lot more often. It's sort of um, – yeah, it, it almost seems like people want to defend that. You know, people want to um, allow that sort of thing to happen. Well, it
2: almost, sh- like, it almost feels like to me it's like there's almost this, this thing where the media uh, is not allowed to go after the fact that he was having sex with other right. women. But they yes. are allowed to go after the fact that this guy was a tattletale. And um, that's something that we can sort of sort of tangibly like, you know, kind of get our claws around. But we're not allowed to judge the morality of the guy that wasn't faithful to his wife because we've kind of we've kind of not been we've kind of deemed that um, not to be a a moral issue that's really set in stone anymore. Right.
1: It's it's a moral issue that is set in stone. Like everybody, everybody Besides, like, just the most heinous persons would say it's wrong to cheat on your significant other, but it's like a level of wrong that we don't judge. So it's it's this weird thing where like, oh, he shouldn't have done that, but we're not going to talk about it. Whereas, like, if he had hit her, then where he gets raked over the coals and he'll never be forgiven because that's that's a societal wrong now. But but sexual infidelity is not. I I heard to to to, to Twist this a little bit and sort of dig in on on uh, what you guys are saying. I was listening to a uh, a show called The Starters. Uh, It's an NBA it's an NBA TV and podcast show, where these guys just sort of chit chat about basketball and they're they're big fans and have a lot of fun. But they started they started talking about this, and there was one guy who who sort of he gave about five seconds of sort of. We can't overlook the fact that that uh, you know cheating on your fiance is a big deal. But then the question turns like would would you want to know if you found out your significant other was cheating? Like basically trying to ask sh- should – was there any responsibility to tell or is like the bro code an okay thing and keeping the secrets is an okay thing? And like they couldn't answer the question of whether or not it's a friend's responsibility to. To, to call out another guy for cheating or if you just sort of overlook it and be like, well, boys will be boys. And that I think was super indicative of just sort of the societal normal. People are like, I don't think you should be doing that, but I don't think it's my place to say anything. And like that's that's the whole story.
2: Right, and Dude, that's – oh, yeah, so go, go ahead, go ahead T. Well, it's like this, right? It's like we're not even – it's kind of like when you get into an argument with somebody and what they do is they, they turn it to where they say, I don't like your tone. And after a while now, all we're doing is talking about the way I reacted and my tone. We're not even talking right. about the thing anymore. And like so what happens with these things is you're, you're not even discussing like what really happened as much as you're discussing the reaction to what really happened.
0: Yeah. Well, and everything devolves into this, you know, tawdry kind of tabloid journalism after a while where this, you know, this NBA podcast turns into The View for a half hour as we discuss like, you know, Nick Young's sexual ethics when, when in fact – you know, and, and this is how I feel about this issue and, and also other issues pertaining to players from eras gone by. Um, and this is going to sound bad, but I, I just don't care. Like, I don't care who Nick Young is sleeping with. Um, I just want to watch the NBA. Um, and I, I don't really want to be confronted with the the moral off the court or off the field lives of these athletes. I feel like the, the nonstop coverage of that just sort of, Cheapens or devalues, you know, my enjoyment of the the product, which you know really should just be about the basketball. And which
1: I mean, they're the Lakers, and this year they're not very much fun to watch, so that's also not enjoyable. But uh, I I guess the, the the final question that I would pose to you guys about this is, you know, since people listen to this podcast mostly for for humor and entertainment, but occasionally they might want to stumble across something that that's worth uh, like a takeaway. <laughs> If you were in a situation like that where a friend of yours had sort of brought you into their circle of, of trust, they, they, were, they were abiding by man code, if you will, and they admitted to something like this, like they regularly cheat on their fiancé or they have over time with, with some consistency, what is your responsibility? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, obviously, it's not to videotape it and post
0: it because that's a, <laughs> that's a D-bag move, but, uh, but what is it? Yeah, I mean, I think to act as as though we're members of the body of Christ, and to treat this person like you know we would want to be treated as brothers in Christ. So, I mean, I think you you confront the sin in the situation, and you know, sort of walk with them through you know what it looks like to to confess that and repent, and you know, uh, start to live in a in a better way. I, I you know, I think for us as Christians, the you know the the code obviously is way different, but um, mm-hmm. thankfully we have scripture to give us a, a sort of roadmap for how to walk through some of these things.
2: Yeah, good call. I mean, discretion. I mean, we would all use discretion. I mean, you would hope that there would be a level of um, you know generosity in terms of of the fact that you would be concerned about not only this person but who they're connected with and their families. And yeah, and I think um, you know that's just that's getting lost in our in our in our era of. Being able to snitch on a guy like that and then knowing at the same time that's going to bring you attention as well, heighten your platform.
1: And I, I, think, I think one thing that – confrontation is something that if you enjoy it, you're a jerk. And, but if you <laughs> don't enjoy it, you're probably not doing something you ought to be doing. And this is I feel like this is one of the situations where the responsibility is to keep a confidence. It's not to air somebody else's dirty laundry. And that aspect of of the the code I think is is legitimate. You don't you don't go public with somebody else's shame or somebody else's secrets. But if you're a friend, it is your responsibility to try to steer them. And if that means like dragging them kicking and screaming to to a better place, then you do that. If that means if it means aggression and getting in their face, you do that. If it means saying, no, you have to go tell your fiance in this case, or I have to go tell her because she deserves to know, that may ruin a friendship. It very likely will. But I still think that's the right thing to do, like be- because because there's a right and a wrong that supersedes the
0: code. Indeed, good stuff, fellas. Um, speaking of telling um, and speaking of – sex and making people Mm -hmm. um there's a there's a trend in the how's that for a segue Big? making people i like
2: that that was eloquent big t anytime
0: you can get to speaking of sex and
1: making people that's guys i've been doing mm. this
0: for a long time you know (laughs) just a just a veteran move in radio given
1: the transition could you define this
0: yeah what i mean by this is making those those radio transitions okay
1: just just making Uh, sure uh, it was a bit vague and we were touching on some uh that's, that's why they uh, that, matter. That's
0: why they pay us the big bucks here at, at uh, the Happy Ran. And by that, I mean not, not this episode. Yeah. That's why they used to. Right? That's, right. that's why we're sponsorless right now. But, boys, what I want to talk about uh, is this huge kind of trend of uh, gender reveal sort of parties, gender reveal, you know, kind of huge things, pregnancy announcements in the church, um, and, and this stuff being kind of historically the territory of women, but now like men. So the, the whole couple is getting pulled into these, um, you know, the, these huge kind of productions to reveal the gender of a baby. And uh, I'll, I'll be completely honest here in that. Um, so back in the era of like not everybody having a cell phone and having a landline at home, we, we used to get these calls periodically. And if I was home, I would take the call. Uh, And it would be a woman in the church calling for Kristen to uh, give the details of some baby that had been born. And she would talk my ear off for like five minutes about how much the baby weighed and how long it was and what color its hair was and what its name was. And uh, honestly, I didn't care to such a degree that (laughs) Kristen would then come home and she'd be like, did anybody call for me? I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, your your friend Susie called. So-and-so had their baby. And, uh, Oh, what's the name? How big was it? When was it born? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. know. You know, she had the baby, everybody's healthy, you know, the end, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, now it's this huge deal where, um, yeah, there, there has to be kind of this gigantic celebration of the baby and the baby's gender. And, uh, I don't know, man, this just obviously isn't my thing. And, uh, and I, not that I don't care when people have babies, I, I I do, and I hope everybody's healthy. But but beyond that, I really truly don't care. <laughs> Guys, what's your what's your take on it? Well, my take is that uh, that's the least surprising Ted
1: take I've heard on this podcast. Yeah. Is that yeah. Ted, 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 Ted is not geeked up about Ted, gender did, reveal parties?
2: Hey, T way, you mean you don't care about this? I'm shocked.
0: Yeah, I know. Okay. Well,
1: Ronnie, I feel like as somebody in a church leadership position, you uh you probably. You have to care you, at some level. You have like a you have some sort of either an obligation or a vested interest in these things. Whereas Ted and I can be like, no, I'm not interested in releasing <laughs> you releasing pink balloons out of a garbage can on Facebook to show that you had a, you're going to have a girl. Like I don't. Uh, but I feel like you have to care. You you have an obligation to care.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we had, I think there were nine babies born last week at our church or something wow. in, in that vicinity. But yeah, I mean, it's it's another one of these things that I feel That's like a just slow week of, for
0: a reform church. It was a little
2: slow. It was a little you gotta, slow. You got to pick that up. I mean, it was nice. It was nice. We had a couple of days off. It was nice. But yeah, the gender reveal parties, and then what about baby moons? You know, we can talk about those too. People going on their on their baby moon, which is you know, there we got this last moment to take like a vacation before the baby's born. And I think um, because, yeah, I mean, because there's
1: things. nothing more pleasant than traveling with pregnant women. <laughs> well, because, and there's
2: nothing because, because they're, they're always comfortable.
0: Than, like telling everybody everything about your life, including your vacation. Well, I mean, it's like because everyone you know, really cares. You know, I
2: mean, it's not like you can't ever take another vacation again after your child is born. You know, it's dude, just,
0: right, man? You're just homebound for the next <laughs> 18 years. Your life is over. It's like. It's like house arrest, man. They it's, give you one of those little uh, ankle things.
1: I feel like that's a that yeah, and that there, there's a bit of a, a conflict there because the people who are doing the baby moon are at the same time they are saying we are about to head into the captivity of being parents. Yes, yes. but but they're the same people who are going to throw some like lavish cucumber sandwich party to say that we're about yeah. to have a girl, and uh-huh. so they're 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 going into captivity, but also sort of like, Hey, let's see if we can get more presents out of going into captivity. And a lot of people will give us, you know, pink stuff for a baby girl. It's a, it's a very strange mixed message.
2: Well, and not everybody does. So not everybody does the gender reveal parties. Like some people do them. You got to be a little more outgoing and extroverted. I feel like to do that because yeah, because you know, you're still going to have, you know, you're still going to have all the baby showers and you're still, you know, and some people have like, upwards of like six and seven baby showers now so they've multiplied Ugh. those things so it like it, it's just this bi- it's kind of this non-stop build up and i do i think it's a way to be more celebratory to get people gathered together maybe to get more presents to, to
1: idolize children
0: more to idolize
2: children and uh, big t you wrote a book about that didn't you what was that called again
0: I did, baby. It was called Household Gods, and it wasn't all about uh, gender reveal parties. But um, oh, I thought that yeah. was the
2: main point. But yeah, it, but, I, but I think it uh, was going
0: to be called gender reveal parties. But uh, <laughs> you know, the the publisher went in another direction, as they often do.
2: Oh, they changed the title like they always do. It's
0: infuriating. Always, yeah. But uh, no, you so- guys, I I I think there really is though a sense that I mean, how much can any one person be celebrated? You know, and and I know we hit this often on this program, but. Don't you think at some level it loops back around to just our constant sort of low-level desire for affirmation um, vis-a-vis social media and likes and follows and you know people commenting on our pictures and you know we we just constantly I feel like have this this, this need to be patted on the back like you know good for you you created a person you know and and which I love to, your which to be
1: honest to create a person requires absolutely no work and you don't deserve any credit for it. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> and like I'm not, a lot of people are doing that. You I, know? I don't and it's been done for thousands of years, billions and billions of times. Yeah. Congratulations. You're not a you know, you're not a trend Um I don't mean to disparage the woman who does the work for nine months. I mean the actual creation of yeah, the yeah, baby. Yeah. Like that's that's not something to be uh really publicized on the one hand and and it's it's really not that impressive.
0: I you know, agree. but though
2: at the same time, I mean, look, let's let's bring this thing in a little bit. I, I mean, I've seen it happen for couples that have really they've struggled. You know what yeah. I mean? They, they finally yeah. get pregnant. Maybe it's been years. They're really excited. They're happy. They invite family in yeah. and they kind of make it celebratory. I mean, you know, I mean, we can we can steer this thing too far. It's really not a big deal. I've seen the trend be really kind of it's, it's kind of a spare sparing trend i don't see everybody doing it but again it's like man we can we, we find ways to celebrate and to throw parties for for everything don't you these love days. it though
0: nowadays though when like somebody just has like a low-key baby in your church you know what i mean like yeah. somebody somebody just has a baby and it's kind of like almost under the radar you know it's almost they- like they didn't
2: tell anybody like you didn't even know they had the baby until they show up that morning with the baby yeah, exactly, yeah. Man. exactly. Because they've been
0: wearing like large
2: jackets for like nine months. Yeah,
0: large, like billowy jackets, and you know, <laughs> just keep it, I mean, i, I keep f- really low I feel key like up. I feel like the way these things are supposed to work is is
1: at least at least amongst at least amongst the guys is that like you go hang out with your guys, and at some point there's a lull in the conversation. You're like, hey, guess what, guys? We're expecting. Everybody's like, hey, and they slap you on yeah. the back, and and then they go right back to what they were doing, and then and then four months later, you say. Hey guess what guys we found out that the baby we're having is a boy and they're like hey and then they go right back to what they were doing and then 5 months later the boy is born and they all bring you you know cigars and like little baseball outfits and uh and that's that
2: and But why uh, would you want to miss out on cucumber sandwiches like you just pointed out Piper I mean why do you want why do you want to give that up like what's in your water man that you just you want to okay. literally abstain from fruit punch and cucumber sandwiches
0: well dude the the, the other weird thing here is don't though don't even like, have an answer so many of these families it's like they're on kid number 8 you know it's like you've made 8 people like i haven't even had that many i haven't had that many like mochas this year you know what you've i mean i've been made to starbucks eight that much.
2: people
1: i don't like, well, and and, and, and their, their pregnancy announcement photo usually is like they line up the kids biggest to smallest and then there's like yeah. a little whiteboard with like a question mark on it or something or like right, there's right. these kind of things and you're like you are acknowledging the fact that you've already done this several times and we, right. we don't need to be that impressed anymore. Wait, hang on, fellas. Let me just let me qualify. Like
2: I've only I've only seen this happen for firstborns. I don't oh, think I've really? seen
1: it like with the eighth child. <laughs> I mean I don't know the, yet. The pregnancy yeah. announcement on social media is is a must for any child, whether you have had your first now the first again, there's something more exceptional about that, at least for the family. But like, yeah, once you've had once you once you've had a kid, they're they're uh, equally unimportant thereafter. I'm a fourth <laughs> child, so I this is not me taking shots at, at any you know, I was unimportant when it came to the announcement. Like it just and that's as it should be. Yeah, it just it's a it's a thing that happens. Babies are Barnabas, born. Who,
2: who hurt you, man? I mean, that's kind of. <laughs> I have three hurt, older man. brothers. You can just line yeah. them up. Oh Let's, shoot! But they, so you they really mean, were, were hurt. You well, were it's literally like
0: hurt. Session here now. That's it right. really
2: is. I mean, he was literally hurt, like physically hurt. Can, with can somebody? Emotions.
1: Can somebody just repeat the phrase "It's not your fault" over and over again while I cry? And <laughs> we'll the do corner, that off a Boston air. accent.
2: We'll take ten minutes off the air. Me and T will like take turns shouting that to you. We'll
0: sing it too. I'll sing it. I appreciate it. You know, Big that. R, you sing it, I'll shout it. Absolutely. I love it. Well, boys, let's uh let's end with another topic, kind of germane to church life. Big R, this was your idea. And it it concerns uh this issue of <laughs> like sermon series titles um yeah. and how cheesy they can be. Like especially I think it you mentioned mega churches, but just the idea of sort of having to give a pithy, you know, kind of title to your sermon series. Like it's it's no longer you know, good enough. Like if you're John Piper to say that I'm going to be preaching through Romans for six and a half years, you know, you, have, like to, you have to nine years, something. Yeah. Nine years. Mine well, it was only nine. Okay. <laughs> when
1: my dad started preaching through Romans, I was a freshman in high school. When he finished, I was married and had a child.
0: <laughs> Dude, <that's> so
1: <laughs> yeah. But again, no, no pithy sermon title. That was just John Piper on Romans. on Romans. Now if
0: he, if he were to put a pithy sermon title on that, like what would it have been? Any, uh, the, the, the glory of
1: Christ and the unmeasured uh, value of dude, yeah, like uh, one of these election 16-year-old. in yeah. the forbearance of God's justice and yeah. the like I love depth how John grace. Piper's son
2: comes out like has no idea, just starts talking about glory and election like we'd all do, making up a title for it. I love that. <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, it, yeah. there, I don't know. I mean, that's that, <laughs> it would either be puritanical or it would look just like one of his book titles, right? <laughs> Just, totally. Yeah. It. I just,
2: so here's the deal. So I, I just, it's something that I've, I complain to Melissa, big M my wife. Yeah. Um, I, I, I complain about it quite a bit because it feels like, and it's not just a mega church. It's almost like we have to come up with these lowest common denominator, like comic book titles for our sermon series. As if we just think that everybody is the biggest idiot that's ever been alive. So I'm running across this one church and they're starting our new sermon series, Honey, I Shrunk the Church. It's like, oh. why? Like, why do we have to, like, why do you have to call it that? And then there, my favorite one was this one I saw called Help, Here Comes the Offering Plate. It's like, I, I mean, you know what I mean? Or, you know, it's like, love them all and let God sort them out. You know what I mean? Like, why does everything have to be
1: just like the goofiest, just silliest? Um, I think it's, I think it's sort of a, uh, it's like a, a trigger warning almost like hey we we're gonna touch on something that might make you a little uncomfortable you know we got to reach for that wallet so let's uh let's make a joke about the offering plate um <clears throat> i i do think the other thing is if you can ever make a uh an early 90s family friendly movie reference in your sermon <laughs> title uh you have Absolutely. to do it i think it's a rule
0: yeah have you, no, have you watched
1: no. honey i shrunk the kids lately pipe with your like with your kids uh negative that's
0: not the is that one of the rules too was i supposed to do that i mean how no, bad no. is
1: big t how bad is
2: that
0: thing going back to it dude you know what man i, I, I i'm actually going to take it in a different direction it it held up for me that's the no crazy. stop yeah and i think it held up because rick moranis hasn't been sort of he hasn't been trotted out at all since the 90s like he just kind of disappeared so
1: <laughs> he's was, still alive
0: Yeah, he hasn't done, like, retrospectives or, like, uh, you know, return engagements on any shows or anything. So it was actually, like, truly quantifiably charming to see Rick Moranis again. And then, like— All right,
2: charming works. Charming works. Dude, the
0: visual effects were so bad when the kids were tiny and, like, walking around in the yard. It was just—like, it charmed me. It was you know Like they I mean? just invented
2: green screen, kind of. a they thing. They
0: just invented a green screen, and, and it might have been even pre-green screen because it looked like a lot of these like set pieces. They were, were just, large styrofoam pieces of grass. They were they were large like pieces of plastic and styrofoam, and it was just uh, it was it was kind of awesome. I,
1: I guess my I guess my point is
2: that I, I don't really understand this whole idea. About insulting your audience or in the case of, you know, uh, churches insulting your congregation. It's like if you're doing, you know, if you're doing a series that's going to be touching primarily on the Holy Spirit, you don't have to call it like Holy Ghostbusters. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like we don't need to do that. Like that's not something that's going to draw people in and make it more understandable or palatable for them. It's like, but but I think there's this trend now, and it just seems it seems to go in the direction of churches that are a lot bigger and they're they're pulling more people in, and they would be what we would call you know more seeker you know friendly. That they they just kind of tend to steer in that direction, and um, I, it's just baffling it's, to me.
0: Now, it, pipe, what's the marketing theory behind that, man? Is there any is there anything? In the marketing world, that suggests that if you treat your audience like they're really, really stupid, they'll like you more.
1: Um, yeah, that's a good question. Yes, there is. There's, really,
0: the marketing philosophy is "don't make me think."
1: I see. If if you can if you can title a book or pitch a product or whatever, and it's and and you don't make me think, you just make people feel happy right off the bat. That's there's a lot of success in that, which is why, like, entitling books, that's that's why you see almost no creative book
0: titles, mm. dude. That's true, and that's why they change every title. That's so money that we've ever sort of submitted right. as right russ- because
1: if you put something in there that's a play on words, it's witty, it's a it's a cultural, it's sort of a vague reference to something yeah, yeah. else. It doesn't work. The reference has to be so obvious that it's almost like it's it's like you're explaining the joke in the title. Or Ugh. or something like, you know, no metaphors, no none of that. Um unless the metaphor involves a river. Rivers are always acceptable in the Christian book world. Absolutely. Um, so baffling. So don't make me think as part of it, but the I think the other thing is is that you 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 need to have a like a, a theme so that there can be a Everything can stay on brand. Everything yeah. can be visually represented. So like if we're gonna do a sermon series like this, we're gonna do we're gonna do postcards. We gotta have a little splash page on the website. We gotta have videos, a little preview videos, we've gotta have all these different things. And there has to be something that you can sort of create a theme that runs throughout it for aesthetics and storyline and all these all these things. And I think I think that's where it comes from because I I think the pastors have bought into that, but that started with whoever was the person at that church, or the just the church as a as a whole, who said we need to market ourselves. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a big big difference between sharing what you do and marketing what you do. There's a big big difference between communicating the message of your church and marketing your church. And those kind of ridiculous titles are it's a pure marketing ploy as opposed to. Hey, do you want to come to church with me? Our pastor's talking through 1
0: John, and it says a lot of stuff that might be helpful. Like that's- Dude, so you're a, you're, you're a marketing guy, man. How do you feel about, about churches doing like some, some type of marketing intentionally or some level of marketing? What's your, uh, what's your I, take
2: on that? And define I, marketing, too. Like yes. Give an example of marketing
0: well okay so here's a, here's a really interesting one and this may be a separate conversation
1: but let's run with it now so Easter just passed last episode we were talking about the the ridiculous things that churches do for Easter with the helicopter drops and whatever got some really fun feedback on that one. people people like that uh, yes. I had one guy who came up laughing and said I used to be that pastor <laughs> so he's a he's a recovering um, Easter egg dropper helicopter dropper he said he's never dropped boots though um but so, so, but there are a lot of churches. I mean, I even saw blog post about this. Like, hey, what's the best way to market your church using Facebook advertising? Yeah. Uh. Here's the thing: the the means is not the problem. So whether it's whether it's mailing out postcards to everybody in your zip code, whether it's using Facebook advertising, the question is: Are you inviting them, or are you pitching yourself? Because yeah, I mean, those are those are two very different things. Are you letting them know where you are, when they can be there? Because some of those hurdles are the simplest things to get people to come to your church. Like, hey, did you know we meet in this school gym at nine a.m.? Oh, you didn't. Well, that's where we are. We'd love to have you. Hurdle. You know, they get over that hurdle because now they know where to go. So, though, but marketing is when when you're being cute, I think, and you're sort of you're almost misrepresenting what actually happens. Or you're selling the wrong things. You're selling the image as opposed to the substance. And I think that's that's at least when it comes to churches, that's where things go awry. I think it's good for churches to communicate to say, hey, we want you to come and we're gonna try to spread our reach. But to do so in like a cute way, where they're where they're they they honey I shrunk the pulpit or whatever it was. <laughs> that stuff huh. is like that that that's not that's selling humor. That's not selling something that is that matters.
2: Yeah. Wow. That's big T. Can I just say this, and I think you're going to agree with me when I say that Barnabas Piper is so much smarter than me and you that I, I don't even know how to. I wow. don't even know how to come back from that. You know, from his from his book reviews to to his marketing tips, I, I just feel like I'm I'm speechless at this point.
0: Maybe right? that's really interesting. And and do you say that from a position of uh, I like I that mean, you, you didn't agree with him, Ted. Yeah, you know what? I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it really neutral right now. But I'm, you know, what I'm trying to do here, Barnabas. I'm trying to minister to my friend a little bit. I'm trying to counsel Big R because I feel like he was he was vulnerable with us there for a minute. I was. And Big R is a guy yeah. who uh, he likes to keep it close to the vest, and you know, likes to maintain control. But I think, uh, baby, maybe you have some healing that you need to begin.
2: You know what? I, I mean, you, you say I keep it close to the vest, but you, you obviously have not read my my latest uh, article on the Gospel Coalition, which does not keep it very close to the vest. So, um, with baby, that so you've let's, got it a Chico called
0: article, man? That's uh, that's huge. Ooh, I like how you worked it. that in. Yeah, that was that's product placement right there. Slit it I mean, in. That's product placement, and it's also which a way to. I just to,
2: learned how. I just learned how to do that. I, I yeah, it's, right a, it's now a, it's a I just rate, learned how to of, do that.
0: Yeah, to market yourself while also kind of boosting your self esteem. So, baby, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to GCo right now. Um, I now, am Pastor the,
1: Kanye West
0: by Ronald J. Martin. Wait, 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 what's
1: the what's the piece called? It's called "I Am Pastor Kanye West."
0: Oh, I see what you did, man. Yeah, you. you I can like already it. get. You
2: can already guess where I'm going with that,
0: dude. Now it's a heartbreak. Negro. Are there? Uh, are are the conference invitations just? raining on you right now i mean is, oh, it, is I, it such that you need to get off the the taping so that you can just kind of kind of uh cull through all the invitations and all the all the the publisher queries and all that that's coming your way because of this man yeah i because mean this, as we this know 40,
2: this 40 minutes is just i mean literally my my inbox is just it's going to take me hours well, now the, to, the real did, issue
1: the, the issue thought, that he's running into is that uh that the conference circuit that he's most plugged into there's only like four percent of people
0: who actually know who kanye west is it's Baby, true. I'm looking at this thing though, and you did everything right here, GCO wise. We got lots of subtitles. We got a numbered list. Um, yeah, this is this is GCO, uh, vintage GCO right here. So. I appreciate the affirmation,
2: you know. And, I, and again, I, I learned how to market myself on the program because I just heard Barnabas Piper go through those tips, which were, which were really helpful. So thank you, Piper. And it,
0: Absolutely. And to to your point, Big R, I agree that that, that Barnabas is markedly smarter than the two of us. But. <laughs> You know, I am just happy to be here. I'm grateful to be the kind of the facilitator, the, the point guard, the, uh, the Nick Young, if you will, of, of the podcast. Are you the
2: Nick Young? Okay, let, let's talk about who we are on the podcast. If you are the,
0: if we were NBA players?
2: If you're the Nick Young, what is that pipe? Well,
1: here's the thing Nick Young is a guy who's never seen a shot he doesn't like. I know. And I'm he, not the Nick Young. That's he the passes thing. the ball like four times a game.
2: Exactly. All right, I'm already law. I don't even know what you're talking about now.
1: We got to get into the realm of something I actually <laughs> understand. Dude,
0: no, I want to I stay in the NBA. Ted is I'm the
1: bass playing. player, Ronnie. Ted is the bass player.
0: Dude, I'm the bass player, meaning I'm the fat, like, low center of gravity, like, gumpy one. No, I don't want to be the bass player. <laughs>
2: no, no you're,
0: you're like the chill, disaffected one. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that.
2: Well, Maybe I mean, the there's a sense where you almost have to be the lead guy because you, you you host it you know you kind of, you lead off
1: yeah but, Dude, but no, here's the, the line drives the song though doesn't it like you lose the line and the whole song goes out of whack I mean that's sort of Ted's role like he no keeps,
2: you still uh, have a drummer he's gonna keep it he's gonna keep that okay, thing rolling is, pipe, right? so it's is cool. is Ted
1: the drummer then
2: no nah, well the I mean yeah if the drummer leads right when the drummer leads the starts the song intros the song sure. This okay. is just not. I, let's go back to the NBA. With this. You're, you're
0: being patronizing <laughs> nah, to me nah, right now. But I don't, right, I don't even know what I'm talking thing. about with the music you know?
2: thing. I, I don't.
0: You know. Yeah. All right. So NBA wise, and Big R, we can go back to like the '80s Showtime Lakers uh, roster if you're more comfortable. Yeah. With give that. me a little
2: Magic Johnson and Kareem and yeah, and, and Kurt. You know.
0: Yeah. So Pipe, who are you? If 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 we're working with '80s NBA personalities, um, who who do you equate your uh, your your radio style to? Uh, uh, Larry Bird. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> talk about, talk about just talk talk going right to the top. Yeah, just, he knows how to
2: market himself. Well, I mean, there's, to market there's
1: him. Not the best because, you know, there were better players, just not very many. And uh, very brash, known for trash talking. Yeah, good, a good trash talking white guy. And pretty, pretty, people don't realize pretty, that about not, about not the most dynamic out there. You know, he, he he had all the hops that I currently actually have. You know, I think he dunked yeah. like four times in his NBA career. Exactly. But just uh, he, he was in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Great playmaker really good team basketball player like just made wow. everybody around him better and uh, i yeah. appreciate
2: the humility about the dunking that was good for me yeah do
1: you have a barely yeah. discernible like mustache a la larry bird uh, is- I, any mustache i tried to grow would be barely discernible so yes Which,
0: so you have that in common as well big r what about you uh 80s basketball i, I mean
2: i don't know get, like who who is the who is like the power forward for the lakers at that James point? worthy James, James Worthy. Worthy. How That's about we roll with that? Ooh, James, I don't know.
1: James Worthy was was a sneaky good player, kind Did of you an under sne- underappreciated guy.
0: Yeah, not all super right, publicized. I, not the not the like upfront guy talking but all the f- time. Freaky athletic and could yeah. could
1: do more than he was than uh, he was given credit for. Like if he had played on a mediocre team, he would have been the star. But because he played on the Lakers, he was you know their third or fourth best player. I mean, I already hate being
2: James Worthy, but I'm going to go with Jimmy. I'm going to roll with your they, description.
0: They, they would not They'd have won their titles without him. Why do you hate being him. Jim Worthy? Who do you want to be?
2: I don't What's, know. I, I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to be Magic Johnson. You know, I, obviously, what? I'm not going to fit into that mold. Um, who? Okay, who was? Uh, give me somebody else from that dream team,
0: dude. We have um, a little um, Byron Scott. Byron Scott, a little Michael Cooper, a little. Uh, I remember Byron. Kurt Randall. Yes. He was a guy who, like, very publicly didn't have sex for a super long time. No, that was that. That was a AC Green. AC. Yeah. Green. Yeah. He was that's a late. Right. Yeah. AC I think he Green. came. A, did he come a little bit later though? He did. Yeah. He was a little bit later. Um. <laughs> Wow, what about Ronnie, you are you, are you
1: Ronnie? Are you the one who very publicly doesn't have sex, <laughs> <laughs> or do you just not have sex publicly? I you know, gonna, can now, never I'm, get the two straight. I am going to
2: have to move on from that one. To Dude, be they're waiting.
1: two <laughs> love waits. It's been yeah. thirty years.
0: You can stop waiting anytime. You yeah. are married. It's okay. I appreciate
2: that. Thank you for the permission,
0: boys. I am going to go with I am going to go with Bill Lambier from the Ooh, from the very nice. Yeah, um, big physical. Uh, could be somewhat abrasive kind of a curmudgeon but uh, but if you if you love the pistons you love bill lambeer is he old school uh, yeah he's old school he man. like From-
1: 80s early 90s he was one of the guys who made like michael jordan's life a living hell for for seven years until jordan decided to start lifting weights because he was just getting the crap beat out of him That's exactly. by lambeer and others
2: okay but he didn't plan the same team as jordan no he was a piston okay and jordan was a oh, oh come on
0: baby I can't, I can't remember i can't remember dude i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you a hint uh on the uniform colors red and black okay um
2: i'm just blanking out boys i'm not trying to be facetious the here male all, cow yeah
0: yeah yeah uh big r jordan they were not called the male
2: the bulls
1: there it is boom okay we're in well done just there took is. a couple hints yeah, yeah, it's good.
0: It's good,
2: guys. How about we do a little? Uh, how how about we do a little promo for our live broadcast? Uh, let, let's throw that out there a little bit. Should yeah, we talk let's do about it. That? We haven't uh, so-
0: we haven't talked about that in a while, but there was some traction on uh, on Twitter. There was some dialogue about uh, bringing the three of us together in some venue so that we could uh, so that we could tape some some episodes live. Uh, so that we could have some interaction with our, uh, with our fan base, as it were, so that we could do some marketing for ourselves. Did, did, well,
1: we, have, did we have rumors of a, of a particular event we could tie this to possibly in the fall? Is yes. that what I recall?
2: So what we're yeah. thinking is – and this is for all you listeners out there. We're thinking of November, early November in Louisville, Kentucky – uh, right around the time of the Sojourn National Conference, maybe we can put something together. That's hip- in that Those area. are
0: hipster church planters. For those of you who don't know, yeah, yeah
2: lots of lots of beards, beer, oil, and red wings are going to be. Maybe I just like, I looked mud. at the
0: Sojourn website a couple days ago. It's it's literally a shrine to hipsterness. It's amazing.
2: Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's it is a virtual shrine. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So yeah, that's the plan. So that's something maybe we can pull together, and people can kind of engage around that time. And if we if we get a little more info as we lead into it, maybe we can set something up. Or somebody's already in the Louisville area. I know I know I'm saying Louisville wrong, so don't don't get on me about that. But, How do you um, say it,
0: uh, Barnabas? What's the what's the correct pronunciation? Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. Yeah, that's it. Louisville. That's, Is it even uh,
2: that's the I though? Is there still an I in there? I always feel like this no, you're
0: Louisville. overemphasizing the I, big what, R. It's just it,
1: Louisville. It, it yeah, it depends on the the. The further south you go and the thicker your accent is, the more it sounds like you're just swallowing the word. It sounds just like say, you're saying Lowville, can, like Louisville. Like Louisville. Louisville. You just keep saying the I, though. I don't know if you're supposed to say the I. Well, exactly, because I don't have a true southern accent. I can fake it. But, um, but no, like otherwise you just sort of say Louisville. You
0: sort of <laughs> swallow all the
1: vowels.
2: Yeah, exactly. We sound like Kanye trying to say Louisville.
0: You know what though, guys? We're kind of we're bearing the lead here because really, what we're what we're after is somebody to put up some cashish to bring us to Louisville and uh, to make this thing happen, man. To make this live happy rant event uh, happen in conjunction with this huge October hipster
1: hipster hipster church planters, Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, that's what I like. And guess
2: what? I think guys, we could. I think we can safely say that we'd be willing and have the time to do what four episodes, a month's wow, worth of episodes, perhaps, baby. Yeah. I, like it. I
1: like it. I bet yeah. we could. I bet we could do that. Yeah, I for bet. sure. And I bet, I bet, uh, I bet we could come up with some different things that we could try beyond just you know the topical stuff. So fielding questions, little, little audience <laughs> interaction, Dude, little I love that. I love a little audience Q and A, man. That's you know, we, uh, that we, can, we can do an audience
2: uh, Q and A for sure. So, yeah.
1: it, so, for listeners, if, if we're going to chase this down, uh, we'll take a little bit of a risk, but we need to know if you guys are interested. So, hit us up on Twitter. That's at Happy Rant Pod, or Facebook. You can find us there, or email us if you're, if you're somebody who is, uh, likes that. It's Happy it's- Rant happy Rant podcast at com. just let us know uh if that's something that you would be interested in coming to for an evening or something like that and uh that will help us know if, if it's if it's uh something we should try
0: to pull off fellas i love it i love uh i love big r that you uh that you brought that up again man that had that had slipped my mind so uh so thank you for that of course. Um, guys we have done uh we've done what we always do which is wander to and fro compare comparing ourselves to nba players uh along the way and uh it's been fun so uh so fellas until next time rachel the held evans
2: hey ted what do you want to do today
1: well ashley i've always got uh work to do naps to take But I have a better idea. How about we invite everyone to listen to the Team Us podcast?
2: I love that idea. Let's do it right now. Hi, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater, and we'd love for you to join us as we talk about teamwork in marriage.
0: We share how grace,
1: commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together.
2: To listen, go to lifeaudio.com and search for Team Us.